Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Wyckoff. I'm also the founder of Kingdom Coaching, my consulting business in which I coach leaders. My guest this week is Jordan Fish. Jordan is the volleyball coach at Dallas Baptist University. During part one of my conversation with Jordan, we discuss her passion for volleyball and Jesus, the importance of mentors, intentionality in building culture, taking over at DBU, and much, much more. Jordan is a really, really good leader and coach. So without further ado, my conversation with Jordan Fish. Jordan, thanks for creating space um, to visit with us today. Why don't you walk us through your journey from high school to present day? Hi, Travis. Well, one, thanks for having me. I am a faithful listener on the podcast, and so um, honored to be here. My journey from high school to present day. So from a very small town in Michigan called North Branch, Michigan, about a thousand people live there. So very small. Grew up, me and my sisters, we were coached by our dad in high school, just all through elementary through high school. And I loved that. My dad is a phenomenal coach, one of the most winningest coaches in all college volleyball. And so we look up to him in many ways. But I would say looking back now, that had such a huge impact in my life because he took a program where girls were not graduating and going to play college volleyball. It truly was small town school volleyball and turned them into a state powerhouse. Uh, They won their, gosh, I think fourth state championship last year. And so saw him over time build a powerhouse program that has impacted generations of, of lives up there. And so really thankful and grateful for that experience under my dad. After high school, I played four years at Virginia Tech. I was a setter there. And towards the end of my time, I took a class, a leadership course in the Dominican Republic with other student athletes at Virginia Tech. And while we were in the Dominican, we were studying poverty cycles and a part of us serving there was running sport camps. Uh, clinics with uh, children and teaching them different lessons through those clinics. And I really fell in love with how you can use sport as a tool to teach. And then as a believer, ultimately share the gospel. And so finished that, uh, went home thinking I was going to go into full-time ministry. And uh, I remember meeting with my coaches and them asking me what I was going to do when I graduated And I I wasn't sure they had thrown out the idea of um, maybe considering pursuing playing professionally. And so as I just tried to connect the dots, okay, maybe let's go down this avenue. Um, You have a passion for being overseas. So let's just see. I have a passion for ministry. Let's let's go down both avenues. And that led to um, being offered a position in Copenhagen, Denmark, where I went for a year. But I wouldn't leave until August. And so right when I graduated, I actually uh, received an internship with FCA Volleyball. So Fellowship of Christian Athletes Volleyball in California. So in May, I moved out there right when I graduated and was in full-blown sports ministry training from like 5 a.m. till, gosh, 10 p.m., where we were learning how to um, grow 
help athletes grow closer to God and teach them through sport. And then we are also training in the sand for sand volleyball indoor and running various clinics and learning how to build culture and community, but through a biblical lens. And so I loved that, finished that internship and went overseas, was there for about a year, Uh, had a wonderful experience just training in a new gym, new culture, people that spoke language, but in the heat of the moment and training, they're speaking Danish. And so there's a lot going through my mind and and just learned a ton about coaching because I also coached a middle school team when I was over there and none of them spoke English. And so that experience alone was grew me a lot in, okay, how do I teach this in a way that someone who doesn't speak a, a, my same language will understand? But truly, really grateful for that experience. And then was leading Bible studies uh, with my teammates and was just living when I thought the dream. I'm playing volleyball, I'm coaching, I'm doing Bible studies, and it was awesome. But then felt the call to uh, maybe get into coaching full time and it's kind of overplaying, I guess. And I uh, was grateful to receive my first college coaching opportunity at Charleston Southern University in Charleston, South Carolina. Was hired as an assistant coach there. It's a Division I uh, Christian school. And loved being in that environment that was different from my uh, college experience as I went to a public school. And I just loved that. Uh, Loved that a ton. And also got my feet wet just being thrown into the fire with recruiting and just learned a ton. But ultimately, I, uh, I wanted to be closer to family and I didn't have family out there. And so when the junior college job opened up in Hillsborough, Texas, it's called Hill College, I was super excited about it. One, just from a discipleship standpoint, you have to recruit a whole new team each year. It feels like about 10 student athletes. And and so I thought, okay, hopefully, you know, from a discipleship model, these are maybe 10 new athletes that I get to hopefully impact for good every single year. And so just being fueled from that desire, I was very excited about that. And then also Hillsboro is not far from Waco, where I had family there. My sister is also in coaching and was at Baylor at the time. So took that job and moved to Texas, loved Texas uh, pretty quickly, fell in love with the culture and just everything here and was a head coach at Hill College for four years. Grateful, uh, grateful for that. Um, just building a new program every single year, building culture um, and then recruiting. I I think JUCO taught me a lot about the grind that I kind of fell in love with, actually, and then just how to develop culture quickly, because you have to do it every single year um, since girls graduate, sometimes in a year and a half. And so loved that experience. Very grateful for it. Um, When DBU, Dallas Baptist University, opened up, I was super excited to apply for that job because I was learning a ton at Baylor, was in their gym all the time. And Ryan McGuire is awesome. I know he's been on here, but he's the head volleyball coach at Baylor and and uh, really was craving being back in a Christian uh, university. And so applied for that job, felt super called and was really grateful when I was offered the job, accepted and have been here for, I just finished my third season. And I love it.
Very good. Tell me about your dad. What are his strengths as a coach and leader? My dad, gosh, he's an incredible coach. His strengths are one, he he feels really called where he's at. So very small town. Um, you know, there's a lot that maybe the bigger schools in Michigan had that we didn't. And he never complained. He poured his heart and soul into the program and to all of us. And I mean, I just grew up thinking that it was like the best thing ever living off a dirt road, no stoplight. Like I was just like, this is, this is awesome. Like this program, like he just made all of us feel like we were so special and that we had so much to, to work for and, and so much, yeah, to go for. And so I think he was really inspiring as a coach and that was his strength and ultimately really good at building relationships and instilling belief that we can go for it. And uh, yeah, man, he's impacted so many lives. And then he, he knows what he's doing. I think he's a great X's and O's coach as well. Yeah. So uh, small town, Michigan to um, Virginia Tech, how'd that happen? I played club volleyball and uh, that's we, um, gosh, play club volleyball and we would go to big qualifiers and ultimately coaches were able to come to our courts and um, got recruited. So I went on a visit there and just loved it. Gotcha. Did, were there other schools that recruited you close to home? Like, was there a draw to stay close to home at all? There were, I had the desire to really get out of Michigan. Again, I think my dad was just like, Hey, you know, go for it. And uh, I, had, I had so much empowerment, I think, just growing up in that environment where I was like, I want to get out of here. I want to go experience. I want to play big division one volleyball. I want to know what that's like. I can do it. And I just want to try something new and maybe get out of the cold of Michigan too. Yeah. Um, so just a different experience. And my visit was awesome. I really loved the coaches and the girls I had met. And so just felt the call to go there. And so you mentioned, so your dad's impactful. It sounds like the Virginia tech coaches were impactful. Um, so I'm guessing it sounds like you had really good, you had a really good picture consistently of this is this coaching's cool. Like you impact people. Cause I was impacted. Is that the draw for you? Um, or was there, maybe I'll ask it this way, Jordan, what was, was there a moment where you're like, I am, I am so wired to do this. I would say the moment where I would say that moment occurred when I was in the Dominican, I just wasn't sure if it was coaching. And so the best advice I was given by a mentor and he was a professor was, Hey, figure out what you're passionate about. What do people say that you're good at? What makes you sad? What makes you angry? And then just take steps towards where those dots align in each opportunity. And that's what I did. I said, okay, um, I love volleyball. I feel the call to go overseas, playing professionally overseas, that matches. And so I took those steps. FCA, okay, I, I have a deep call for ministry that's an opportunity. These timelines align. Let's do it. And eventually I just continue to trust the Lord with each step and it's kept me in coaching and, um, and, and I love it. There's a ton of purpose I feel in coaching. 
um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, okay, oftentimes this can be a, a a little bit of a more more of a difficult question for multiple reasons, um, but I also think it's necessary to ask. I think we can learn from you, and I think it's helpful to to even think through it and answer it. What are your strengths? Why have you had success? If if I were to pull the players that have played for you and the coaches that have coached under you, what do you think they would say about your strengths? I would say that I'm a pretty hard worker. <laughs> so I, I, I will grind. I, I love the grind and um, coaching is a grind. And so I think it, that aligns with my strengths there, but also I'm a learner. And so I would say that maybe coaches that are around me, like I'm always asking questions. I have awesome mentors in my life that I'm really grateful for. And I will ask them questions. I'll learn. And then I just put your head down and work. And I think that has had a big reason to success. I think recruiting is a ton. Um, recruiting is huge, right? But that there's a lot of grind that goes into that and uh, building relationships. So that's something that really drives me. Um, if I if I say that I feel the call to get into coaching because it can be so impactful and by sharing the gospel, then relationships, I think, is the foundation for that and is the, the fuel that drives the grind. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk to this player on the phone. I'm excited to go on a walk with this player and get to know them. And then that's where the joy comes from coaching. And so I would say relationship building is a strength, but also being a grinder and a learner. So how do you, um, what do you have in place that um, might keep you safe from burning out, safe from overdoing it? Uh, Obviously, you know, one, whatever your strength is, that oftentimes gets overplayed and becomes a constraint. It becomes a hindrance. So, yeah, I'd be curious as a as a uh, as a coach, how do you how do you how do you make sure that you continue to work and outwork people and yet also not burn out? Mentors, I would say mentors is huge in my life. People that I can share, maybe if I'm feeling that with, where they can encourage or say, "Hey." I've been there. This is what this is what I think you should do or let me encourage you. So I think having a mentor is huge, a spiritual mentor um, and then a, a coaching mentor um, who has been there, has done it and has gotten through it in, in those moments. And then lastly, I would just say it's important who you surround yourself with. And so at DBU, I'm so grateful to be surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders to learn from. And they also inspire me. So I think in those moments where, man, I'm tired, this is a lot, who you surround yourself with, that's been huge in my life because it's inspiring to me. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's go. Uh, Dan Hefner here is a huge inspiration to me, the head baseball coach. He has built something amazing over a long period of time that I think um, the impact transcends into an internal impact. And I, I'm obsessed with that. And so it takes time. And every time I'm in a meeting with him, I leave feeling like, okay, let's go. It's just part of it. And so I think having mentors and then just being surrounded by good leaders that 
that have been through and that you want to be like. Yeah. Okay. Describe, uh, you mentioned Ryan McGuire down at Baylor. Describe Ryan McGuire in three or four words. A man of faith. He's a teacher of the game. And he deeply cares about everyone. Doesn't matter if you can help him or not. I certainly can't help him. (laughs) He knows a lot more about volleyball than me. But um, you don't feel that way when you're talking to him. And so he has a a unique gift there. Yeah, love that. Okay, let's uh, let's take a turn. Let's talk culture. You had mentioned... um, Sounds like sounds like one of the blessings was for you to coach at a junior college where, to your point, you're turning over the roster, uh, at least half of it, if not three quarters of it every year. And you have to build culture quick. You don't have four years. You don't have three years. Um, yeah. Give us insight into what you learned at Hill College that allow that has allowed you to build culture maybe maybe quicker than you would have had you not had that experience. Yeah, I think. The I think culture is intentional and you have to plan it. It's not just going to happen. And when you have a short timeline with these girls, a shorter one, then you have to be super intentional. And so looking through every single day that I'm with them, okay, how can we maybe have a small connection point here? So at the beginning of practice, I love having connection points. And I think that that is helpful um, in building relationship. Okay, go around and and say one thing that you're thankful for, high, low of the day, you know, whatever it is, just something to connect the heart there. And and you have to do it every single day. Um, And then when we're on the road, just different things. Okay, how can I make this a better moment to build a deeper relationship with the team? And I think when you're committed to doing that, and being very intentional with maybe uh, creating better moments. That's something that I learned here, but looking back, that gives me a language for what I was doing. Then that will help build deeper relationships that ultimately create trust. And then when you've got good trust on your team, then that gets really fun because players play free. They ask more questions and you feel like you can take on anyone. So, well, I'd be curious for you to walk us through, I don't know, maybe um, maybe the first several months. Connor Smith calls you and says, hey, we want to hire you. Give us insight, like walk us through maybe the first couple months of what you did to start, uh, to start um, shaping and forming the program how you wanted to. Yeah. So came in with a plan. Um, and the first thing was, Hey, we got, we got to cast vision. So I was so, I felt so deeply called to DBU because I connected with the vision and the mission, which is building championships for Christ, discipleship, all of those things. And I was going to lay my life on the line for that. And if I can get the players to buy into that, or maybe see the ones that that also connected to that, then that was going to be the first thing. So, hey, here's what we're doing. I believe that we can do this, that we can legitimately pursue championships, um, but for a higher purpose. And and then kind of just put in the work from there. But the first thing was casting vision. When did you get the job? 
I got the job at the end of April. So that was weird. It was in COVID. And so their season was actually in the spring. So I actually, I had seen their last game. <laughs> like we were all in the spring season because yeah. it was during COVID. And so when my um, season ended at Hill, or actually it was during the season, I was able to go watch DB's last game and just kind of get a feel for culture and uh, play and and just dynamics. So when you're, so I'm going to get way in the weeds here. So when you're casting vision, is this over the phone? Are you in person? Were you on campus? And were you guys starting to practice? Spring season, did you also practice a little bit after the spring season? Like, yeah, give us. So casting vision, it was in person. And okay. I and I had numbers from, okay, the, the, these are the numbers from championship teams. So this is where we need to be. And um, just trying to get, trying to cast vision and create inspiration and connect the heart there. Because I was extremely passionate about the vision, and then I could kind of see, see that passion turn in some athletes, and uh, I was getting pretty fired up about it. But it was in person, and then we had a few practices after that. Gotcha. Um, same. Is it the is it the same sort of process? Maybe give me insight into the process now. So your your athletes get on campus. Obviously, you've been uh, either coaching a. Uh, 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 a group of them and, or you've been recruiting the, the newcomers, they come in on campus early August ish. What's it look like for you to take a team early August and like start to create culture in, cause we play in two and a half weeks or three weeks or whatever insane timeline you guys have for once practice starts to game starts. Yeah. Give us insight into what your, what your mindset is, what you're doing to try to build that culture and that unity and that bond and that team. My mindset was, um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna work really hard. We're just gonna set that standard right away, and um, and believe that girls can rise to that standard. That that's what we're craving, and so we're gonna work really hard right away. And then I'm gonna try to dive into relationships as much as possible. I want to go on walks with the girls. I want to meet with them. I want to ask a lot of questions. I just want to get to know them as best as I can. Um, it was funny because our preseason started and then I had COVID. And so our preseason got canceled myself and then one other player had COVID and that was year one. And so um, doing stuff over Zoom, uh, unique team activities to just try to keep building connection, even though I just got here and now we're all quarantined because of me and then another player and just all these things, um, but trying to turn that into, okay, this is, this is just another challenge, um, that we have, and we're going to be excited about it and try to make the most and get back in the gym and, and give it everything we got. Um, I was able to bring in a few transfers that year too. And so, um, we had, um, our, my first, uh, vision one transfer, Haley Van Poppel had come in, was an all American, uh, man, she was such a competitor and loved DBU and really believed um, in the school. And she's a local girl. And so um, she kind of helped kickstart some things for us, which was awesome. And now she's in PA school and so has been doing well there. But I think that was helpful also just, um, man, just having a competitive gym every single day and raising the standards and honestly just trying to build relationships 